Hi, I'm Irene Yanku, and this is my podcast. I have spent my entire career in dentistry learning. Learning about new technology, techniques to better my clinical skills, and now I'm a practice owner and leader. In life as a learner, I've noticed my truest love for learning has not been about teeth or what material is best to use for a core buildup. It's been learning about people in our dental community. The educators, scientists, clinicians, business owners, and advocates, their stories, their lives, their why, and their what's next. Getting to know them as humans, identifying how they work, what their rituals are, while highlighting them as the true trailblazers in dentistry. And that's what I do here on the show. So hold on to your suction. It's about to get slippery here on the Tooth or Dare podcast. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, Peeps, with your peep, Irene. Hello, how are you? I hope you're having a great day. If you're in the car, what's up? If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, it's nice to see you again. Hope you're all living your best lives. This week, I have not been. (laughs) To be completely frank and completely honest, man, uh, being an office owner is kicking my butt in the last few months Um, to spare you the crazy details, I have to say that I'm learning a lot about my office equipment. So anyone that doesn't know anything about their office equipment, get learning the pathway of which things go into like a vacuum and a compressor and amalgam separator because um, everything that goes in there is very important to know when it gets full and what elements of your everyday dental practice may contribute to making it fuller. We're currently trying to figure out if in fact the air polisher unit that I bought, uh, I got an Airflow Prophylaxis Master. Um, it's been a, it'll be a year in October that we got the first one and, and started using it. And then we got a second one. For some reason, the powder is not officially dissolving. I've been doing some digging and it looks like it dissolves <clears throat> at 60% at a temperature of 25 degrees, which like inside those pieces of equipment, that temperature is never reached. So it's causing stuff to like congeal and get a little bit gucky. So we're we're trying to figure this out. I have some feelers out to my peeps at various companies to try and figure out what the process would be. And uh, I don't know, follow along on Instagram if you're interested in this saga, because I think there are people that are very invested in what's happening. Um, yeah, so learning that... Um, I'm also learning a lot about the administrative side. I mean, you've probably heard me talk about like me doing reception work here and there when we're out of person, but we're out an office manager and treatment coordinator right now for like a few weeks. And I've never input like an insurance payment before where like checks come in from insurance companies and like I didn't know what to do with them. So I taught myself how to input checks. Thanks to like big thanks to my, my friend Naomi, Uh, She's one of our former receptionists that went back to school to become a dental hygienist and has since moved out of the province. So Naomi like sent me a whole list of, okay, so when I worked for you, these are the things that I did. And I'm like, why did I not have this in a manual to begin with? And it's because I tasked people to do it and they never did it. So I just did it myself. Anyways, lessons learned from me today. Um, Maybe I'll be a better 
human slash boss because of knowing what some of these rules entail. I find it really fascinating. Like I was never exposed to any of this stuff in my 17 years of practice. Like I've any dental office that I worked in, I was never expected to input checks or hey, at times even answer the phone. So I find it really valuable to be able to do all of these different pieces and have like such a greater newfound respect for the people that do those jobs because they are so very different than what we do in the back, quote unquote, clinically. I also found it very irritating when people were calling receptionists front desk. It's like no one wants to be called a piece of furniture. So I will no longer be calling my receptionists the front desk. Um, That is also something that I learned. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to be the front desk. Why do I get to be the front? Why can't I be the chair or the door? Anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll digress. Um, This week's episode is an episode that I recorded back in January with a good friend of mine, Dr. Brian Baliwas. And we thought we lost all of this footage. So he has no idea that it's actually going up right now. Um, we, we, and by we, I mean, I, so it's a funny story. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're watching me sit at this like table, there's a table behind me with another friend of mine who had started a podcast for the very first time. Um, and Steve Warhold forgot to bring an SD card. So he had all of his brand new podcast equipment, had never pushed play or record on his recorder, but didn't have an SD card. And I had two. I had a big one and a small one. My small one's like a backup one because I had lent out my others. So I gave him the big one. I was like, don't worry, man. Like, I got you. We recorded a first episode on his podcast, which was great. And then I went to sit down and my card was full. So for some reason, I thought that it wasn't recording the entire episode with Brian, but in fact it was. So we were this, and this is also the first episode that I ever decided to record video instead of simply audio. So it was a a big pivotal moment. And then when I thought I lost both the audio and the video, because the video was so big, I was like, oh no, like just so defeated. This is never going to work. I was, I think this was like the first conference where I had gone to Voices of Dentistry solo and recorded solo. So I was like, oh my God, like I'm done podcasting. I'm over it. I'm never going to do it again. I don't want to do it alone. Nothing's working. I was like just in my own head. And when my podcast editor, Satanchi, was like, yeah, we actually have the footage for the audio and the video. I was like, this is the best day ever. So Brian, this one's for you. Brian's a great guy. If you follow him on Instagram, he goes by SF Dental Nerd. Uh, he posts a lot of really cool things and most of his posts have a lot of like conversation attached to the captions, which I think we get into in one of them. There's a couple of posts that were flagged by hygienists that, you know, the content of it didn't really match what was happening in the real world. We we get into that, I think, in, in the, there's a couple of parts of this episode. But in part one, we get to know Brian, like who who the guy is behind the account, Um, what his motivation was to get into dentistry. He talks a little bit about family stuff. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see that we have a third wheel. Um, We've got Avi. That's uh, Dr. Avi, who's who's chilling with us. He was just like headphones on. So he was the third wheel in our our group here. So enjoy this episode and um, hug your office manager today. If you're, if you have one, treatment coordinator, whoever puts those checks in for you, Give them a random hug and tell them I, Irene sent me <laughs> because we need them so badly. And if anyone knows anyone that does this like as a side gig, I feel like this would be such a great business model for someone that wants to work from home. 
I think it would be brilliant where you're able to be granted access to someone's server because most of the stuff is electronic anyways, at least here in Canada. And like you literally could just be sitting at home in your pajamas inputting people's financial stuff and probably making good bank. So think about it. Okay. Catch you next time. Peace out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you enjoyed that introduction because I'm super pumped to speak to one of my friends on the podcast. What is up, SF, dental nerd? Do you, do you find it interesting when people introduce you and they use your Instagram handle? Like, I am forever known as Toothlife Irene. We will get into this, but I feel like there were early days where, you know, you got to get... It was get, like, oh my God. Yeah, you get yeah. caught up in like this Instagram fame when, when social media is kind of new and you're like, oh yeah, totally... And then now I'm just kind of like, yeah, Brian's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Cool. Well, you, you heard Dr. Brian Baliwa's intro, and I want to introduce you to him kind of on a little bit of a personal level. I mean, you and I have connected over social media briefly. I'd like to call you an Insta friend, maybe a human in-person <laughs> friend. And, um, yeah, give us a little bit of the way back playback. Like, how far back? Like, do you remember what it was like coming out of the womb? Like, what was that? Oh, we're going way back. Yeah, way back. like I want to. I want to understand. By the way, people were live at Voices of Dentistry. In case you, you in case you hear, hear background the noise. noise, yeah. In case you hear someone doing fireball shots. Um, yeah, I, I, I just presented a little bit about like my family history and the reason why I'm so fucked up today. Like, tell <laughs> me, tell me a little bit about. You. You want the 30-second elevator pitch on I mean, my life? I mean, this episode I, is going to be 15 minutes, and we're at a minute and 25. So maybe done. do, like, I don't know, six? Ready? I, I was born in San Diego. My dad was in the Navy. Came over here from the Philippines. That's how he got citizenship. Okay. Uh, kind of grew up up and down the coast. That's what happens when you're a military kid. You kind of get stationed at different bases. Grew up in the Bay Area, so we moved up from San Diego when I was three. I can't really claim San you Diego. You can talk slower. Like, it's not a race. Oh, <laughs> He's, like, see, so fast. I, I thought you were trying to get the 30-second no, pitch. Oh no. So, so we moved up. It's a first date. <laughs> we're just getting to know each other. Deal. The people on the other end of this are trying to figure you out. Done. That's the, that's oh, what the vibe. An en- what an enigma to figure out. So, yeah, grew up <laughs> in the Bay Area. And so I'm more of a Bay Area person. What does that mean for someone like me that's from Canada that doesn't know what the Bay Area is? You mean the world doesn't center around San Francisco? I mean, I've never been to San Francisco. <laughs> Wait, we need to change that ASAP. I'm coming to CDA. I'm s- that's in San Jose. Okay. And this is a whole other podcast topic, but that's because San Francisco is such a... Did they divorce? Uh, it's just a little political in what I'm about to say, but Uh-oh. there's a lot of homelessness and and whatnot and so i think they they moved that convention down so anywho the bay area would be san francisco proper so uh, like where the bridge is that's exactly there's two bridges okay the red one it's it's are they both red it's international (laughs) orange is the color okay but yes that is the golden gate bridge which is confusing because it's not golden it's not gold and then the bay bridge which spans the other way to the the east It's actually silver with lights on it. It lights up in the middle of the night. It's okay. it's kind of cool. Cool. But that's where I grew up. Okay. And then. What was that like? Like, do do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have one sister. Older, younger. Younger by four years. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't know I'm 40. You are. Yeah. See, I get that reaction Damn. right there. Yeah, especially my patients when I tell them that like they need. Uh, this big treatment plan they they look at me like i'm 12 and they're like you you just graduated so am i your first patient have you done this before (laughs) 
So uh, uh, one of the students here at Voices of Dentistry gave me a suggestion. I think I'm going to buy some um, Just for Men. Is that what it is? Touch of Gray? Oh, no. Don't like, do it. I'm going to dye my hair. Interesting. So your sister's four years younger. And what was that like growing up? Like, were you guys close, tight, not tight? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. My sister and I are very different people. Mm. And um, we have an interesting relationship, to say the least. I mean, she's great and all. Uh, we're just different, so we don't we don't hang yeah, out no as much you as we should. Sister, you have to say you love her. Yeah, and you know, I yeah. I, I, I wish that would change. Um, unfortunately, you know, things have been busy, and 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 maybe to my detriment that I've just been such so focused on dentistry. I mean, my dad and his sister are seven years apart, and that's a huge gap. Um, and they were never really close until really late on. Yeah. They're just like different philosophies, different temperaments. I mean, it's got to be difficult. And I see these, like, you know, Hallmark videos where, like, oh, my God, like, my brother or my sister is my best friend. And it's, like, the reality for most people, that's not it. And maybe, like, a life change happens that eventually brings you closer. Maybe not. Who knows? I'm like, it's okay to not be totally in love with your sibling as a human being, like, as who they are as a person. Yeah, not to get philosophical at all, but I also am on this new kick where... I'm trying not to label myself as a certain way. I yeah. think we as humans, it's okay to change and grow and be a different person. And so you may be shy today. You don't have to be shy tomorrow. You may be an angry person and have yeah. be hurt. You don't have to be that person tomorrow. And you may have a bad relationship with somebody or a great relationship with somebody and that could change tomorrow too. Yep. So it's like, how do we just move forward and just be better? Yeah. So I, I Yes, I, like I, I I would like to say that that right now it's kind of what it is, but yeah. maybe that changes in the future. Yeah, cool. And then are your your parents are they in dentistry? Your dad your dad was in the navy, but was he dental in the navy? Or? No, my dad was an electrician, an enlisted officer in the navy from the Philippines. My mom worked as an administrative assistant, which I think is a fancy word for I don't know if this is PC anymore, but but she would call herself a secretary, so I'm going to use that word. Yeah. But she'd be an administrator. Yeah. Um, she passed away when I was in high school, oh when no. I was a junior in high school, to lung cancer. Oh no, it's good. No. This is one of the big differences. Um, you know, I, I'm somebody who, I, I things like this happen and I learn from them and I grow and I'm, I'm like, what can I get from that yeah. experience to make me better and motivate me to be a better person? What did you, what what did that lead you to? Like you know, what? I feel like there's a subconscious need to make her proud that I constantly try to fulfill and I'm far from perfect. So when I make mistakes, when I make people feel a certain way that, that isn't ideal, when I screw up, that disappointment I feel from her as well, hmm. and that also kind of teaches me something. Interesting. So it's kind of this interesting, it's almost like my own little Jiminy Cricket. Your own little mom guilt built in. Yeah, just a little bit. Mom guilt. And it's worse because I can't justify myself. Yeah. To You're her. like, no, mom, but I did this because of these reasons. That's it. Yeah. So if I feel awful about something or somebody, if I, I think the wor one of the worst things you can do in the world is make somebody else feel awful. And sometimes it's not intentional. Yeah. But but when that happens, I can't even justify. I can't go. Well, you know, I was. This is what I meant. Yeah. It's like in the end, that's what happened, and now I got to deal with it. Yeah. Interesting. Very. Wow. The hard part about podcasting is, like, you don't really get a chance to, like, collect your thoughts about things. Like, I didn't know that about you. Um, and that's really kind of profound. 
This is stuff you don't see on social media, right? That uh, That's one of my biggest gripes with social media is we act like we know everyone or that we interpret certain actions. You know, I and again, I, I, I have a social media lecture that I give that's like six plus hours long. And most of the lecture is really grilling people about how they use it incorrectly. And that one person I'm grilling is me yeah. when I first started. I was a person who, I don't know if anybody else has done this. At one point, this is so embarrassing. At one point in social media, I cared about the ratio of people who followed me versus the ra- versus the people I follow. And if it got too high, I'd go through, well, do I need to be following these people? And you would like unfollow and then yeah. Instagram would be like, or, you've or done I, this more than 50 times today. Or I do something where like, oh, well, do I need to get more followers? Do I need to post something viral? What a stupid, shallow thing, right? And so in the end, like, None of this social media stuff matters, and I wish we kind of focused more on the good stuff, like connecting with people, yeah. learning about them, opportunities like getting on a podcast randomly at a conference. You I know? think you all, I think we all have that. I mean, I had that too when I first started out. Not so much of like who followed me versus who didn't follow me, but I cared about those vanity metrics. And it wasn't until I was about to re-sign a deal with someone that said to me, and I raised my fees. And their comment was like, well, how can you raise your fees? Like other people are growing faster than you. And I immediately was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, and this is to no offense of the people that create the type of content that I don't create, but like, I'm not a good dancer. I'm not a good <laughs> lip syncer. Like I, you want me to do that to get more followers? It's going to be not authentic. Like I like the stupid videos that I create, like testing out new products. And by the time this episode airs, like you'll see my Microscope Monday videos where literally I test dental products under a microscope. That's me. And, and I think that what happens is you go through this pattern and journey with social media that as soon as you're like the floodgates open and you start to see a little bit of that instant gratification with the likes and the comments and the new followers and the connections that you build with these people over the phone, um, you lose sight of like real life and what positive feedback looks like from someone that you care about like a family member or a team member or a friend versus like a double tap on a post you know well so this is why i tell people i think the most important thing on social media is to be genuine just be real and then on top of that like chapter two is after you're being genuine don't be so sure of yourself because because that was me before i was genuine and i but then i'd be this critic of everybody else But then all of a sudden, again, we grow and we change. And you just might grow and change into the person that you didn't like before. Yeah. And then now. The person you said you would never be. Yeah. And now you're the hypocrite. So it's it's interesting. I know you're really into books. You just gave an amazing presentation uh, at at this conference. Um, One of the really cool books, and it's not dental related, and it's not a self-help business book. It's uh, Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. Oh, yeah. Okay? And I'm not going to spoil this story for you, but I'll g- give you kind of like this, this story where he goes to Molly and he's talking to these two guys. And the lesson that's learned after he ta- tells a story is that over there, people argue not to convince the other people of their point, not to change their minds, but they argue to understand. And I almost feel like on social media, if we could just argue to understand the other's viewpoint, like, man, I really disagree with you, Irene. Like, let's get into a dialogue because I want to know where you're coming from. And every time I start to get angered. That gets defensive, though. Those get so defensive. But that's my point is every time you get angered or defensive, take a step back and go, 
that's not my point. My point is to understand why you feel that way. Yeah. So maybe we start asking more questions about background yeah. or why you developed into the person you are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's one a really of, good one, book. You guys the, should check it out. One of the interesting things that you and I connected on, and I don't want to focus that on this topic, but I agree with you. There was a, a moment on social media where you, in, you and your business partner have built a beautiful practice. Like I've recommended dental hygienists come and work for you. Like I've shared your links and stuff. And um, I understand that it's difficult in today's climate and culture to hire temp. And you, you guys have come up with this philosophy where it's like, no, we're just not going to do that. Like, we don't want to jeopardize patient care by having someone come in and perhaps not know where stuff is or how to use our software or even, like, how we communicate with one each other, one another in a, in a recall exam. Yeah. You know, like, that confidence that you build in that five minutes could potentially be a case closed, right? And then Instagram rips you apart. Like, my peeps <laughs> ripped you apart. And they didn't sit back to understand because, you know, the problem is, and I probably would have been one of those people maybe seven years ago that would have ripped you apart too because I don't, I didn't see things from the perspective of the business owner. And I think I do now, obviously. Um, and it's just that. I think we need to like, if you feel f anger. Try to understand where it's coming from. Yeah. What's, what's wild about that is that post, the hygienist that worked for me, it made them feel good. Right. And so for us, they're it like, was we're like, we're indispensable. Yeah. Because yeah. we, and what's funny is when I posted it, it wasn't to knock on temps. It was to say that temp, that, that, that hygiene yeah. itself is greater than a position that can just be replaced very quickly. Yeah. Right. There's a time and place for it. And I almost hold it to a high regard. I'm going to say equal, if not greater than the dentists in our office. Yeah. They are the, and so that's what I meant by that. But you're right. I think, uh, I think you're, you were spot on. And I think you, the way that you responded to it was very eloquent and it was uh, diplomatic in certain ways. But five year ago, me? Would not have, yeah. Oh my God. You would have ripped them apart. Oh, but that would have come out of anger, right? Yeah. I would have been like... But why I, are they yeah. doing this? I'm defensive. Right. Well, let me prove my point and let me find something about you that yeah. I can now put into question. What a terrible person I, I was. <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? We grow. Tell me about dental school. We, we got off track and we went into social media, which always happens always. somehow. Um, but tell me about dental school. Like what type of student were you? Where did you, where did you, what did you do for undergrad? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, tell me, tell me about That's that. That's an interesting story. Cause I went to UC Davis and I, wanted to be a dentist and my GPA at Davis was 2.7 and my science GPA was 2.3. Okay. I applied twice. One of those times, this shows how unmotivated I was. One of those times I didn't fill out secondary applications or I think I put the wrong address or something. No. So I didn't get in and I talked to somebody and they're like, your grades are awful. It's funny because whenever you're applying to dental school, Everybody loves to give you feel-good advice. This might be just not right. even just dental school, but life in general. P people want to make other people feel good. It was the advice that didn't make me feel good that it was actually the most helpful. And it was, your grades suck. Go do something about it. So I went back to school. I did a post-bac program at University of Oregon. I didn't get anything lower than an A-, and I got one of those taking upper division science courses. And I got into dental school. I mean, I just squeaked by. Is that always what you wanted to do? Like, I How did you know you wanted to be a dentist? There's a little bit of the Asian family who's trying to get you to be... Was it mom? You're either a doctor or a lawyer or a failure? No, I wouldn't even say it's either parent. It's just the culture of like, you're, you know, you're hanging out with your cousins and, you know, your cousin's a doctor and they're a lawyer. And 
you almost just said, you don't even know about all these different professions. So I kind of went to dental school as an older student. And because of that, I didn't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. I looked at it as something I'm paying for. And so when you do that, when you value something, oh, yeah. you're going to pay you for it. You didn't gonna, have someone paying that check. Yeah. You're going to make the most out of it. So I did. I, I, I completed a ton of clinical work at dental school. Not to toot my own horn, I think I did well in dental school. Um, and because of that, I had the support of faculty to say, you know, I said, should I do a GPR? Should I do an AGD? And they said, no, you should just go out to work. And if you need help, we'll support you. Oh, cool. And that's what I did. Interesting. Awesome. Cool. And now you've got your own practice. How long did you work for someone else before you did a startup? Yeah. Was it a startup or did you buy? I bought a practice, okay. Adam and I. So we, I started working at a group practice, building kind of like my own patient base within it. And then in between that, I'd work at different offices, kind of trying to um, learn and, and uh, build up speed and all that jazz. Yeah. And then I ended up going full-time at that group practice with my own patients and then four years later Adam worked at that practice as well oh, okay, both cool. of us said you know what we just kind of want to do our own thing yeah and kind of take a little bit more control um, the, the group practice is great so don't get me wrong this is not me bagging on it but but there's always times where you Adam and I's joke is we're really bad employees yeah because we want to change things we want things our way and when you don't have that control Maybe it's time that you do your own thing. So in 2014, we bought a practice in 450 Sutter. Um, that's a building, if, if you didn't know, has 145 dentists in it wow. in one building. And um, it's been three years. We've close to double the production out of the practice we bought. Nice. We've implemented some technology. We're doing great. I think we're helping patients, and, yeah. and that's kind of where we're practicing now. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Amazing. Fabulous. I try. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I have a long way to go. There's, I, I, you, you were sitting right next to me, but as people are lecturing, yours included, I'm somebody who likes to take random notes, yeah. gibberish almost, yeah. and then later I kind of translate them digitally into something more meaningful. Yeah. But I was, you know, there's a lot of learning to be had yeah. still. Absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for part one. Tune in, peeps, for part two, where we're going to, you know, dive a little bit deeper in some of the more more fabulous things that are happening in your life. Amazing. Like right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. So you made it all the way to the end. Thank you for sticking around. And I hope you enjoyed this episode, found it informative, entertaining, and of course, as per usual, find me hilarious. If you liked what you heard, it would really mean a lot to me if you could show your support by liking, commenting, or sharing this episode with a friend or family member. Your feedback and engagement helped me get on the mic today, and it would also improve our future shows and reach more people who maybe could benefit from our content as well. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to my podcast on your favorite platform or on YouTube. Follow along on this crazy journey with me at toothlife.irene and at toothordare.podcast on Instagram and Twitter. That way you'll be the first to know when episodes are released and you won't miss a beat. I appreciate your support and look forward to bringing you more great episodes in the future. From my team to yours, thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the flip side.